Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah. 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 All right. Now we're live. We're live. What's happening? It's old school, new school football. I think you're due to loom. I most definitely am. I think you're old guy. And I'm the old guy, formerly known as uh, Will Massasak. Absolutely. Um, so what is, what's the word? What's the story? What's happening with you? Looking forward to week one of the NFL? Absolutely. I mean, uh, who's, who's not happy about, you know, football coming back? Uh, how's, how long is it from Super Bowl to here? About six months? Just, you know. Like an eternity. That's how long it is. Absolutely. Just uh, holding on to a little free agency and, you know, draft news and things of that nature. But uh, I think, you know, the main course is here. Everybody's ready to get it going. And I think we got a pretty good one to open up the season. We get to see Dallas, which is always relevant for whatever reason. And uh, Tampa Bay, the reigning Super Bowl champions, uh, I think is going to be a good game. I think offensively Dallas is as good, at least on paper for now, as anybody else in the league. Uh, Tampa Bay did a great job bring, bringing back everybody from last season's Super Bowl team. Uh, I, I don't know that I like it. However, I feel like you always want to try and get better. You don't just uh, keep the same team exactly. I get it. You won the Super Bowl with them, but now everybody's just trying to scheme to beat those same guys that you played last year with. But nonetheless, it should still be a good team. It will be a good game, and I'm looking forward to it. How about you? Yeah, well, it feels like Tampa Bay is going to start off on top and they have nowhere to go but down during the course of the year. But Dallas, I think if you're Dallas, the last thing you really want is to regroup with your first, you know, with getting your quarterback back uh, and getting started with the season, playing the champs at home on opening night. I think that's a that's a tall task. <laughs> so it's a good measuring stick. Let's you know. Yeah, right well, Dallas, Dallas, might, might, Dallas might be uh, better equipped to win a big game two months from now than they are right now. So uh, I'm not sure I feel pretty too good about their chances on Thursday, but Hey, it's football and we'll take it. And, and, you know, always a puncher's chance because they're a team that in theory can run the football, but worry a little bit about Dallas's defense against Tampa. That's that to me is the, the thing that uh, you're going to have to play out of their minds to keep it a close game. Um, too many weapons in Tampa. That's it. They, they go a plethora of riches down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can, we can break it into our actual prediction for that. Um, but before that, couple things to clean up preseason before we start the year on Thursday. And one of them is um, either unshockingly, uh, if you are, if you followed the, if you know, you think about the Steelers and their inability to guarantee contracts the same way that I'll call it 95% of the other teams in the NFL do. Mm. Uh, and this whole TJ Watt thing, mm. is it, a, is it a lot of drama? Is they going to sign like today or tomorrow? What do you think is happening there? I mean, I know I'm the Steelers guy, but I'm I'm asking you from the outsider's perspective. What what do you think is going on here? Uh, I mean, you got you got to look at it. You got to look at it as simply as possible. This is one of the best players, not best defenders, not best 
defensive lineman slash linebackers, one of the best players in the NFL. He's made plays since day one. You've got your starting quarterback, a franchise guy, who said, I took less money so guys like him can get paid. I think it's a no-brainer. Like, you have to pay T.J. Watt. This is the face of your defense. This is a guy that other teams are going to game plan for. He's going to free up everybody else on that defensive line in that in that linebacking group. This is a guy you need to keep. This isn't just think of it as like I don't I don't know if it's as big, but it's it's pretty close. But this is like this is like if this is like when the Raiders were letting go Khalil Mack. Now obviously everybody's looking back and it's like man, they probably shouldn't have did that. Steelers, Steelers Nation, don't let this be you. Keep T.J. Watt just okay, but just but- like Ben Roethlisberger says. Give him whatever the heck he wants. Right. Well, he's not. He shouldn't get Aaron Donald money because I don't think he's better than Aaron Donald. I don't think he's the best defensive player, but he should get something in that stratosphere of money. Sure. Well, here's the deal. I, I don't have any problem paying him, and I don't think the Steelers do either. This is all about the not even the amount that's guaranteed. It's the amount that's guaranteed when part of the deal is literally the only thing the Steelers do different than anybody else. So, for instance, when Le'Veon Bell had his holdout. Mm-hmm. Um, they offered him actually as of day one of year of year two more money than any team actually offered him in year one of any year. So they actually offered him guaranteed money as long as he made it to day one of year two. Now here's the thing: if you're signing a guy to a big money deal where it's front loaded anyway with the amount of money, it's not like you're going to cut him day one of year two. <laughs> like you'd have to be pretty spiteful to cut a guy. This is this franchise that pays. Uh, people more percentage of the contracts that they that they signed with players than any other team in the league over the last 20 years and they paid Ryan Shazier after he had a career ending injury they paid him the rest of his contract so it's it's not like they're not going to pay him it's not like they don't want to pay him a lot um it's all about the structure of this deal so that they can operate a little bit this mm-hmm. year and next year uh and in, even into year 3 just structuring it the way that they do he'll end up with more guaranteed money in the next 12 months than he would with any other deal, even if he signed a franchise tag. So, so for me, from my standpoint, both sides have probably hit this number and somebody just needs to step in and be like, Hey man, let's meet it halfway and sign this deal tomorrow and let it, let it be done. But the guarantee part of it is really what to look for when it comes to actually finishing the deal. He practiced today. He's going to play this whole season. I think his position is professional. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's, I think his position is, I don't, while we're negotiating, I don't want to get injured in training camp. If I get injured in a game, that's the NFL. You know, like I got to deal with that no matter what. But yeah, he's going to play this week. He's probably going to play at a super high level, and they're probably going to finish this deal before Sunday. So they've done they've done this in the past. Troy Polamalu signed like the day before the season, I think, or two days before the season, back when he had a, one of these you know situations. You know, they seem very unlikely to not sign him. So this isn't about like they don't want to pay T.J. Watt. I, I think they're comfortable even putting on paper a deal that makes him the highest paid defender annually, mm. even if it doesn't work out that way with the guaranteed money. Because, you know, these deals, you take the guaranteed money and you divide it by the number of years. And that's really what he's making. Right. The rest of it is like maybe he'll see that money, you know, whatever. Yeah. Gameplays and workout and bunch of different jargon. I mean, I, I absolutely agree with you. I, I, like I mentioned before, this this isn't a play that you just walk, walk out the door. Obviously, they want to keep him around. Uh, I think they do find a way to get it done. 
It's just a matter of can they find a way to get it done and keep some of the other players that they're going to need to play pretty soon as well. Well, Minka Fitzpatrick will be in the same exact situation next year. That's exactly what I had in mind when I said that. Yeah, and they're going to want to pay him. And, you know, unless unless Ben Roethlisberger plays poorly this year, they're going to have to work something out with him next year, even if it's, again, a smaller deal so that they can sign other players, which he might be amenable to. You've still got stuff to deal with with those three. And then you have the next line of guys, Stephon Tuitt, who may or may not, you know, he's got some issues coming back uh, after his brother was killed. Uh, but he's a guy that also will be in a situation where he'll be looking for a new deal, et cetera. So this is the NFL, man. You can pay guys big money, but you have to structure it in a way that allows you to build a team or else it's, it's silly. Then you become Jared Goff with, with the Rams where they can't afford to keep him. And unless he's perfect. You know? I don't think they wanted to keep him, even if they could afford it. Uh, but uh, speaking of quarterbacks, let's go on to uh, the next yeah, I don't really know how to classify this. It's just a strange situation. It's not a money thing. He's already paid under contract. But what's the word with the Deshaun Watson situation? He's officially not quarterback one on the depth chart. Um, they're talking about making him run scout team. So if they make you run scout, he team, has been running scout team for all of for all of preseason. That's right, so, but like if you, you had every price to pay for a scout team quarterback. Yeah, well, you know they're at this impasse now because. Teams are waiting to see what's going to happen with him, and they don't. The Houston doesn't want to be stuck playing him and and incur the wrath of uh, you know fifty percent of their fans. Let's say, mm-hmm. so I get what I get. What's happening? Everybody's waiting for somebody else to do something. It's a, it's a quote unquote Mexican standoff, man. You know mm-hmm. where where uh, not only is it a standoff, but it's like a suicidal standoff. <laughs> neither neither side is going to you know have it really work out in their favor, but. Tyrod Taylor as your starter is sort of a – that's like the worst thing you can do, though. Like, I'm more concerned about this. Tech, the Texans have a chance to get the number one pick next year if they play their oh, cards right. They're absolutely going to get the number one pick. But if you start Tyrod Taylor, you might get three or four wins and not make it there. You know, There's, know. there's other teams in the league that have got some problems, too. You know, I, I hear what you're saying, but, like uh, – There's I Detroit, Tyrod- man. Have you seen Detroit? <laughs> I think about Tyrod Taylor, Taylor-led teams, right? No offense to Tyrod Taylor. You know, he's an he's a average to above average starter in this league. But at the very least, how he performed, he had, you know, some talent around him. I don't know that he has that talent around him, at least offensively on this team. Defensively, yeah. they're definitely bad. I mean, and on top of that, right now they're sellers. So as soon as anybody presents a, a, a good offer, for any of the players on their team, they're <laughs> out of there. So even if it's a guy who is playing at a decent level, you can't even say, oh, well, we can depend on him all season because yeah. you know that your team is selling. So anybody is liable to go at any point. My thing, too, is, like, if you have Tyrod Taylor and he gets hurt, like, what do you do then? Are you really going to go to Austin Mills or are you going to say, all right, let's end this now. Deshaun, get in there. If you're Deshaun Watson, are you saying, all right, let me go play? Knowing that you're throwing to a little mixed match group of receivers and you're going to possibly hurt yourself playing elsewhere. I mean, it's just a lot of variables in this situation right here. And it's just, it's, there's, it, I, I can't tell you how it's going to go, especially like right now. They want a King's Ransom for Deshaun Watson. I, I, I get that, but no, so saying that right now. I mean, yeah, they're, they're hesitant because everyone's like, What's going to happen with all his off the football field? I mean, look at it this way: if if he ends up getting criminally charged and comes, you know, has to go to trial, 
they're going to cut the guy. Mm. So it's like, you know, the best case scenario if you're one of those buyer teams is let the legal part of it play out. If it's really bad in four years or five years, maybe you look into like signing like Michael Vick coming out of prison, you know, but mm. if it's, if it's just a little bit ugly, let it fly over for a year or two or offer a third round pick or something, you might be able to get the guy. I don't think they're even going to take a third round pick. I, I think, because right now, what, is, what it seems like is like there's no there's no charges being filed right now, and the league is not implementing any sort of punishment. So I feel like if he can play this year, I think I would play him. Uh, as far as like seasons to come, I, I get that point. Let it play out, see what the league is doing, and then act on it. But if I'm the Texans, I think I'm gonna let him play. But it could be what you said. Uh, it could be that you know what we're gonna give ourselves the best chance to get that number one pick overall, even if that means possibly going on 16. Thanks. Play, yeah, play Davis Mills. I mean, uh, Davis Mills and his surgically uh, repaired and fragile left knee with an offensive line that may not be able to pass protect. And it just sounds like that sounds like a recipe for own 16. But I, mean, I'm you know, I just feel like there's a, I think there's a little unspoken agreement with the NFL and the Houston Texans right now. It's like mm-hmm. if, you, if, you play that, if you plan to start that guy, we'll suspend it. Mm. But it's like, until you, you know, commit to doing that, then you're better off just if you want to just wait and not have the guy suspended. So you have to deal with that, you know, whatever. I don't know. It just feels like it's, you know, they would really love him to just quit. That's what they would really like. I think. I, I don't, I don't see that happening. If, if you're going to pay me, what, what is he getting? Like 45 million? No, that's, uh, that's my home. He's getting like 40 or something. 30 or 40 at least. Yeah. So he's getting, it's a lot of money to, not start. I, I don't think I'm going, yeah, I'm going to quit and not collect this check. <laughs> That's just not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, well, we'll see how it plays out. I think right now he's just teasing no man's land. He might as yeah. well be suspended, yeah. you know, in terms of how it's, how it's playing out. At least if he were suspended, they don't have to pay him. So maybe, maybe I have it wrong. Maybe they're begging the league, like, please step in. Please suspend with the league, with the league right now. It's like, well, there's no charges pressed against them. But they, that's, then, that's never stopped them before. They they suspended Zeke. They suspended uh, Roethlisberger. No charges. True. So it's not like they have. But the, but the thing is, they I think with those cases too, like the criminal investigation portion of all those cases was already finished. This one is kind of like still ongoing, even though there's no charges formally pressed. But the investigation right. is still ongoing, so the NFL can't really say anything until that investigation. Yeah, is we're finished. waiting for the results <laughs> to happen or whatever. But I mean, you know, I don't, I'm not sure. If he were accused of murder right now, and oh, he's, he hadn't. He he hadn't been just that's one of those things where just the accusation is enough. But I guess sexual assault and accusation it's is enough. There. It's up there. Yeah, <laughs> it's up there. But but hey, he's he's not out of the league yet. I mean, I've seen. Who's the guy, Greg Hardy, like uh, domestic violence? Not even Greg Hardy, a bunch of cases. Just yeah. the accusation of domestic violence. Frank That's Clark. Like, yeah. The like, league, Ty Hill, you know. Or not Ty I, Hill, uh, Ty. Uh, no. I didn't do the domestic violence. He had like uh, child abuse. Yeah, but I'm saying these are things that are like, you know, bad, 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 bad PR things, you know, right. where. I mean, it's all bad PR. I guess there's a hierarchy to it. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it plays out. Um, not playing this week, though, so it's not going to help. Not playing anybody. for a lot of weeks to come. Uh, All right. Make let's sure. talk about some guys that will be playing, though. Uh, let's let's go ahead and get into some superlatives. 
sure. for the upcoming season. Uh, let's start with, you know, the big one. Who do you think is the odds-on favorite for MVP right now? And because there's, like, an obvious answer, I feel like I'd also want to know, like, a dark horse candidate for MVP. Sure. Um, I think uh, for about the last 20 years, maybe even 25 years, um, league MVP is uh, it is a, it's a combination of fantasy football stats and popularity contest. So mm. this is not a measure of like who's who I think is the best player because mm. that would be I would love it would be really wonderful if if the NFL had a best player uh, thing. But you know since they don't, um, if they did, by the way, they'd vote for it at the end of the entire season, like mm. after the Super Bowl, right? That would that would be like a way. I would say the ESPYS is kind of maybe, Not but that's more one. like. All sports instead of just football. I, I actually think that um, there might be a little bit of a surprise name, uh, and that's Tom Brady. If Tom Brady's healthy this entire year, even if he doesn't have the same flashy numbers that that Mahomes or Rogers have, mm-hmm. I think there might he might be the one guy that could win it based on his value to the team. Like so, if they if they turn out to be like fourteen and three or whatever, uh, and are on track to go to the Super Bowl again or the number one seed in the NFC, then I, I think he'd have a really good chance of overcoming that stats argument. Uh, otherwise, you know, Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson are going to win it again. They're, you know, I don't know who do you. I mean, you, you have somebody other than those three. You want to you want to put up Josh Allen? I mean, like favorite. Uh, I mean, those. That's the favorite. I would. I wasn't going to say Tom Brady. I was going to say uh, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that would be the obvious favorite, yeah. Yeah, that's the obvious. I mean, like, I think the Vegas odds have him as, you know, a landslide favorite. Uh, Josh Allen, a popular name right now. Uh, I don't know if I could call him a dark horse, but uh, a name that's not being spoken about as much is uh, Kyler Murray. I think he has just as good, if not a better case for MVP than, say, a Josh Allen, because he is on an offense that is going to rely on him heavy. The running game, we're not – too sure what it's going to be with Chase Edmonds and James Conner. I know you know all too well James Conner last year looked at times like he can run the ball. Yeah. If, you know, they were playing against, you know, a JV team or something like that. Uh, Chase Edmonds, he did a great job filling in last year uh, when Ken- Kenyon Drake was hurt. And then eventually they were just giving him the ball even when Kenyon Drake wasn't hurt. Uh, but the ball is also going to be run by Kyler Murray. But that's not what we're just going to be focusing on because – he has a great connection with DeAndre Hopkins. And we also have A.J. Green that they just brought along. And if A.J. Green can be even a small resemblance of what he was years ago with Cincinnati, I think that'll be a nice little one-two punch. They got some other nice young receivers that he'll be throwing the ball to. I think they can put on some great numbers. Uh, second year in an offense with Cliff Kingsbury. I think, you know, the sky's the limit. The potential is there. The untapped potential uh, we'll probably see this season as well. Well, here's what I'd say. I don't, I don't think you get any points in the MVP voting for being, you know, value extra valuable to your team, or um, you know, you played on a bad offense, but you put up numbers that were incredible. Like I think it used to be more that way, and now mm-hmm. I just feel like it's the guy that puts up the best numbers, the craziest numbers. Yeah, who? Um, well, and, that's the, that's the, the craziest. Thing, I think it's also like whoever has like the most plays that just leaves you in awe. Then you know, yeah, you'll get MVP. But, and the other thing is. Uh, he plays, he doesn't play the one o'clock time slot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really works against you for popularity. So that part of it where the voters, whether it's the you know official uh, 
NFL, you know, voters of people that like to vote for the Hall of Fame or whatever, or vote, but it's, you know, there's an element to it that's popularity with the fan voting. Um, oh, it's yeah. like people don't really see that. Like you think about where the MVPs are, they don't play in those late games. It's very mm-hmm. rare. Um, I, I, I don't really worry about that because the thing about the NFL is they'll flex a game very quickly and say, hey, these guys are doing great. We want to see more of this guy. We're going to put them in yeah, prime yeah. time. I just meant, uh, yeah, he's not going to play. He's not going to play one o'clock in the afternoon, though, where you, you know, you get his results. You see his highlights every week right away. Playing those late games, it's like, yeah, by the time they see your highlights, it's already old news, you know. I don't, I don't think so. I think we're going to disagree on that one. I think the people who are playing those primetime games, those are the ones that more people are watching because there's less games elsewhere for you to watch. So it's like you have no choice but to watch that primetime well, game. Who's the, last think, MVP, who's the last MVP that didn't play in the 1 o'clock Eastern time zone? How many games in primetime did Mahomes win in his MVP? Oh, yeah, but I'm saying Mahomes, they still they play at noon Kansas City time. They play, they play at, noon too, but they play a ton of primetime games, you know? Right. I mean, of course it's true now. I just meant that, you know, the, if you play those later games, uh, if that's what your normal schedule is until they put you in primetime or whatever, or you're playing on the East Coast, then, you know, I feel like you're, you're at a disadvantage for the MVP voting. And I think the history of the award would, would support that. It's like the Heisman. It's the same exact thing with the Heisman. If you play on the East Coast or you play in the SEC in that Eastern time zone, you're much more likely to be a Heisman candidate than you are if you're out West. Gotcha. Was was Brady your dark horse candidate? Yeah, I guess Brady's my dark horse candidate, and I'll sort of be surprised if – I mean, I would think Rodgers – I guess guess I'll make Aaron Rodgers a favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mahomes has a brand new offensive line, five new starters. Mm-hmm. Not that I think it will necessarily hurt him, but I, I just I picked up a clue from them in, in preseason. I think they might try to run the ball a lot this year. Um, it's it's uh, especially in their first game against Cleveland. That's Cleveland's Achilles heel. So yeah, I, it wouldn't surprise me if you have a more controlled Patrick Mahomes earlier in the season and then they open it up a bit for the stretch run and the playoffs. So he might not have the gigantic numbers he wants. Whereas Aaron Rodgers, I think, is going to put up the numbers. So yeah. Dark Horse, Tom Brady, I expect Aaron Rodgers to be the front runner and wouldn't surprise me entirely if Patrick Mahomes won because he's Patrick Mahomes. That's that's my official answer. I'm sticking with it. How about you? Uh, yeah. I mean, I gave mine. I think Kyle Murray is going to be a dark horse. And uh, I, I still think favors Patrick Mahomes. Just the arm talent is unbelievable. Uh, and we we saw what he did in the Super Bowl as far as like him not having the best offensive line. He'll yeah. find a way to make those throws regardless. Uh, I think what they definitely need is exactly what you pointed out, more of a run game because that hurt them in the Super Bowl. They couldn't run the ball at all. Uh, you need that you need that second dimension to your offense. Otherwise, they're just going to sit back in coverage and send everybody at you like the Buccaneers did. Yep. Uh, so you, you also mentioned uh, that – this award isn't necessarily given to the best player. Who would you say is going to be the best player this this season? Oh, I mean, well, it could segue nicely into our next uh, conversation, which is going to be defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think probably, you know, Aaron Donald is the front runner for that. Right. Um, it depends what you think about, you know, sort of positional value. I guess you could make a little bit of an argument for a guy like TJ Watt. Mm-hmm. Um because it's just been, you know, largely dominating uh, the, you know, it, it feels like a position that the edge rusher used to be the position in the NFL, the other than quarterback. So you could make a, maybe a better argument now interior 
line, interior defensive line, maybe a, a more premium position than edge rusher. So I guess I'll say Aaron Donald for right now. Um, you know, the other, the other guy I think nobody talks about, but a guy like Quentin Nelson, you know, uh, who's not healthy right now and may not start the season, but there's another guy that, you know, is a great player. Is he the most valuable player in the league? I don't know at that position, but he'll be, he, he'll be a good. take from you. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. I mean, I just, I like guys who are, you know, outliers at their position, but I tend to view best player in the league as, you know, the best, let's put it this way, the best quarterback in the league statistically or fantasy football wise is not necessarily the best football player who plays quarterback. Mm-hmm. So like, that's what I love about Brady and, and Russ Wilson and, and Ben Roethlisberger. I feel like those guys are just gamers, man. Like, like they're really good football players. They're not the best quarterbacks in the league, but they're, they're really good players, um, especially you know, over the course of their careers. But um, a defensive player of the year. I mean, I'm, I'm going to say Aaron Donald again, you know, it's his, it's his title to lose until you knock him out. Uh, my dark horse would be TJ Watt. And I guess I wouldn't be surprised if a guy like Miles Garrett won it. Let's say Cleveland has their best season they've had in 30 years. You know, could Miles Garrett get some play for that? Sure. You got, you got to leave something on the plate for me here. You're just gonna oh, take, sorry, but go ahead. You're going to take all the names. Now it's like, I can't just repeat what you say. I mean, you gee. might have a corner. Maybe you got a corner or a safety. A corner or a safety? What's the last time a corner or a safety? Ed, did Ed Reed win? Or defensive play of the year? Troy Palomalu, one of those guys. I feel like Palomalu, maybe, but I'm not 100% sure about that. Yeah. Uh, but though, that's, that's once in a blue. There's a ton of great safeties. I don't know if any of them, I would say for sure, is going to be like a favorite over an Aaron Donald. Uh Maybe a dark horse. I I don't know if if I did have to go with the dark. Well, I do have to go to dark horse. I would say uh, safety. I, I would go with what the trend is. You know, pass rushers come at a premium, uh, and I think uh, Chandler Jones, who may also be a candidate for comeback player of the year, missed a ton of games last season. The year before that, led the league in sacks, and I think he has JJ Watt now to take some of the attention off of him. Got a bunch of new defensive weapons. Uh, partnered up with him. He's got Buda Baker back there. Uh, they got Zayvon Collins, uh, Isaiah Simmons. He came on late strongly last season. So somebody's been paying attention to the Cardinals offseason. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. I, ha- I haven't watched a single offseason game from. These are just names I'm remembering. And I, I, j- I remember looking. Okay, it was like a fantasy draft, and I'm looking at the Cardinals. I'm like, you know, they've got some pieces. I could probably take a chance on this defense just because – the name value is there, and you know, like I liked how they played late last season. Uh, but Chandler Jones coming back from injury, he he gets to the pass rusher a ton. He's been a good player in this league. I think that's definitely a dark horse candidate if he could put up those sack numbers like he did two seasons ago. Yeah, I feel like that's a that's a good dark horse candidate since I didn't leave you much room. And as far as comeback player of the year, since we're talking about that, I think he'd you know he'd be one of the front runners. Um, Dak Prescott, of course. Yeah, obviously. Uh, would, would be another, especially because the injury was just so, you know, viscerally bad. Mm. Um, but that, uh, you know, as far as defensive player of the year, the only secondary guy, I mean, I, I just, I, it's a combination, once again, of popularity and how good you are. Mm. Uh, Tyron Matthew maybe would be a guy that, you know, if things broke right for him, but I don't see that happening. I mean, just it just feels like it's Aaron Donald's to lose. Uh, and, you know, I just feel like you're going to have a tough time now that he's entrenched getting him off of that that mm-hmm. nod uh what about uh, rookie of the year 
Rookie of the year, offense or defense first? Uh, defense first. Defense first. Uh, I want to say Zayvon Collins. I really, really want to say Zayvon Collins. But Aziz Ojolari from the Giants, there's just so much buzz about him. Knowing the Giants, too, they just need a pass rusher. They have that need. They've had that need. Uh, and it's still I, – I, the, the other thing, too, is, like, I feel like they have some good – pieces in new york where it's like aziz is not going to be the main guy that other teams are going to focus on they're going to want to stop uh, uh, uh leonard williams primarily um so i feel like you get that other piece sure. on the defensive line or i'll stand up out linebacker who's going to rush the quarterback and apparently that's exactly what aziz ojalari is good at that's what they are banking on him to do and that's what everybody is raving about right now so i feel like hmm. that's a nice little defensive rookie of the year candidate right there how about you? Uh, yeah, I kind of think um, I think maybe JOK from Cleveland might be a guy that I think you just like saying JOK too. Yeah, well, I mean, I was I was trying to remember uh, to be sure that I could say his whole name, but I, I, um, I know it's Jeremiah Owusu. Oh, uh, Koromo. Okay, there you go. Jeremiah Owusu Koromo. I, I I memorized it for the draft, but it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, I feel like he's in a situation where they desperately needed help. Uh, in the middle of the field and chase down, you know, the run plays so they don't get chewed up by that. Uh, and he seems to be a guy with a penchant for being flat, like flash plays, stuff that stands out. He's saving Collins to me is a guy that's capable of that and probably more likely than JOK. Um, but I also feel like he's more of a guy that is subtle. Like it takes a little while to appreciate it. He's really just a solid player who makes mm. plays everywhere. Whereas, you know, uh, JOK, I think, you know, might pop off your screen once in a while and you're like, wow, look at that guy, you know, whether he does it more consistently or not. Um, but I feel like that's, those are two pretty good choices. I like your, I like your choice, actually. Uh, um, I would uh, say, uh, offense. I would say, uh, I, I would like to say Najee Harris. I think Najee Harris is just okay. going to be in a position where they're going to feed him the ball and he's, he's good, but feels like Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson plays like he did in the preseason, and mm -hmm. that team goes from being absolutely nothing to, you know, a team that um, is maybe, maybe able to finish second in their division, which wouldn't be outrageous third. Like, it's going to be sort of the NFC, the AFC East quarterbacks, Mac Jones and, and Zach Wilson. Like, which one makes their team into, like, the second best team in their division might, might be the difference. Um, are we just going to discount Miami? Because assuming you're saying the Bills are the best team, we're just going to discount Miami. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, quarterback. Best, second best quarterback. Second best quarterback. Okay. So we're discounting Tua. We're yeah. saying Tua. I mean, I would say, I would say that's a healthy, it's a healthy competition now in that division. Um, but I don't know. I just felt like Zach Wilson seemed to be um, – like he may not be the best quarterback in this draft class five years from now, mm -hmm. but I feel like he's a little bit ahead of the other guys this minute, whether it's just because of, you know, the – team situation he's got going um it's not a lot better than the other guys but it's at least it feels like they're uh good it's a good match and i really like it you know with his new coaching staff there is doing i feel like that team's gonna have a little bit of a turnaround and probably make him look good for one season but Najee harris is like if you're gonna vote if running backs can win this award then yeah but i don't know do you think running backs are valued that way anymore I don't think so. Uh, just, just the league itself is a quarterback-driven league. Like uh, all of the all the teams who've recently won a Super Bowl, I feel like all of them have had 
a really good quarterback. Uh, maybe like one or two exceptions, but yeah, just it's a quarterback driven league. All these, most of these awards are going to be quarterback driven. I feel like the only one that's not is uh, like offensive player of the year or obviously defensive player of the year. But offensive player of the year, I feel like they just give to the best non quarterback since, you know, yeah. you know, you had a great season, you were never going to win the MVP award. Right, uh, right. Rookie of the year, uh, I, 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 It's probably going to be a quarterback, but I'm going to buck the trend. I'm going to say it's going to be a Jalen Waddle. It's interesting. I'm not 100% sold on Tua. I am sold on this defense that they have brewing over there. I am sold on the coaching staff that had these guys playing lights out in position to make a playoff run. And you know what? I'm going to buy it a little bit that Tua is much better than he was last year. And I'm going to place a lot of emphasis on this one drive that I saw them have where Tua just felt as he looked the best I've ever seen when he was throwing at Jalen Waddle, a guy that he has that chemistry with, that he's comfortable with. And his one drive, and he targeted him about seven times in this one drive. And I just feel like it's a sign of things to come for the season. Not in the future, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you have that chemistry right off the back with him. Uh, he's going to get a ton of targets at the very least. If this is a playoff team, I think that this wild take is going to get a lot more traction and people are going to start noticing Jalen Waddle. Well, people are already noticing, but they're going to start putting his name in that rookie of the year race. All right, quickly, uh, offensive player of the year, who's the best non-quarterback? Best non-quarterback. I mean, again, it asks, it's it's the award for non-quarterbacks because you never could win MVP. I, I feel like it's going to be a running back. I feel like it's going to be the running back. Was it a running back? Did he win it last year? I'm not going to put my foot in my mouth. I'm going to just go and say it's going to be Derrick Henry. Uh, right now, he's hands down the best pure running back in all of the NFL. He might not give you a ton as far as catching the ball, but I don't know a lot of guys in the NFL who would be happy to want to tackle him one-on-one in open field. And the thing about him is like, he's so huge, but he's so fast. So you think you're just going to die for the legs yeah. and it doesn't work. You, you, you say, I'm going to get the courage to tackle him up high. He's either going to run through you or put a stiff arm through you. And yeah. he's just so good, so big and so fast. And it's just so entertaining as, as a former running back. I just like to watch. Him <laughs> I, I'll, I guess I'll, I'll give you a dark horse. That's a good choice. Uh, I'll give you a dark horse, Stephon Diggs from Buffalo. Mm, I, like um, that. I think the thing about him is he is the main target there. I mean, Devontae Adams would be a guy in the same same sort of boat um, mm. that, you know, there so much of the offense goes through him, and yet that nobody can really stop him. You know, nobody has completely obliterated that guy from the game plan in any game they've played since he's been there. Mm. So I feel like he's in, and he's in a good situation because of the surrounding talent. But um, just if I have to, if I had to pick one, Derrick Henry, I think is a pretty good choice for that. Um, he's he's Jerome Bettis, without necessarily the quick feet, but with a lot more top end speed, and oh, that wow. you know, right away is like there's that the guys in the Hall of Fame. What a, what a blast from the past with the bus reference there. Well, it's like how, how many running backs are Derrick Henry's size? There's not that many guys to compare him to. Uh, I mean, I think you had. Brandon Jacobs, but he was he was never this good. Uh, he, was, he was very Brandon, Brandon Jacobs was in the Hall of the Very Good for like five years. Yeah, you know? but never this good, even in no. his best year, never. This um, good. And dude, we're counting mm-hmm. you to listen and watch now. Hit the like button below. Follow us on the on Facebook and on Spreaker and on YouTube and other places where we appear. It's old school, new school football. Dude, a pleasure. Fist bumping. Next week.
<laughs> be there. Be square. There, be square. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.